0: Welcome to the Inside the Journey podcast. This is episode number 66 for Sunday, August 17th, 2014. I'm Nelson DeWitt. And I'm John Younger. And this is our recap episode. That's right. So, John, we've had a busy summer. We haven't had an episode with just you and I in a couple months now
1: we haven't had a chance to talk that much this summer cuz you you've been on uh, in Costa Rica see, uh, seeing your niece being born and and uh I've been king of the nerds in it <laughs> <laughs> so anyway yeah uh, it's recap time
0: yeah so we we do we've done this once before and uh we kind of felt like it was time to do it again but basically we've had some very important episodes or interviews that we've conducted over the summer. And we just wanted to take this time to reflect on those and kind of talk about what we learned, what we thought Um, because you know, it's not that we're going to forget about these interviews, but you lose the immediacy of what they said. And so we don't want too much time to pass before we we have a discussion about it. So that's what we're going to do today.
1: Sure, and and just for a brief summary, you know, those, the two interviews we were going to focus on this time, we were, at first I was very grateful to get to speak to either one of these people, and a lot of it had to do with the hard work of uh, Lindsay. Stefan Schmidt has started a um, forensic program in Guatemala and has done a lot of the work to help uncover some of the mass graves there and understand some of the, the numbers involved in what happened. And... Uh, And then Jim McGovern, Congressman Jim McGovern of Massachusetts, that did a lot of work in the 80s and 90s to help end the war in El Salvador as a congressional staffer for Joe Moakley, and he's done a lot of continuing work um, with El Salvador and immigration since the war.
0: Yeah, so we will have links to both of those episodes in the show notes. uh, There are actually five different episodes. That span um, the entire summer, and there will be links and everything where you can check those out. Okay. So to start, you know, uh, we're going to kind of try and do this going back and forth. And you know, my one of my main takeaways was listening to the two of them. It reminded me of an interview that we did early on with Ralph Sprinkles, which was about the formation of Pro B. And what struck me about all three of these interviews is how the the individuals were all kind of thrown into these roles so ralph sprinkles who helped found the organization that reunited with uh me with my family had no idea how to start an organization like that he hadn't done he had not done any investigative work before that was all new well he did the he, he did it through his investigative work, right? Through the Truth right. Commission. Yeah, well, he so he, he did work on the Truth Commission, which then led him to found this organization. But it wasn't like he went to El Salvador specifically to, to start this organization or to be a part of it. It was kind of, he was thrown into it. And mm-hmm. I heard the same thing from Stefan Schmidt, who was doing work in Guatemala, but he kind of got thrown into this role of, doing uh forensic anthropology in Guatemala. So I thought that was very interesting how it just kind of happened. And, and he was in Guatemala at a time where they were, where they were digging up mass graves and he became a part of it, you know? Mm-hmm. And then with Jim McGovern, he was at the time he was working for Congressman Joe Moakley and Moakley kind of you know randomly got well, involved he had, he had constituents, constituents in jamaica right. plane
1: yeah
0: right but I, I you know so he he got involved with this this issue in el salvador and he asked he asked jim mcgovern to lead the charge and one thing that uh, mcgovern said to us was that he had never done an investigation he didn't really know spanish uh it was all new to him and so here are three individuals who's, who's life's work you could say they were kind of thrown into you know and I just thought that that was very interesting to me
1: yeah I, I think along the lines of what you're talking about what's interesting to us and what's what's a draw I think is these are people who care who care deeply right and you sort sort of gets to how did that happen why is it that something that's happening thousands of miles from where they're from is so important to them, right? Right. And I, I thought, I mean, I, I thought all of them drove these points home well. But for me, to hear the way your heartfelt exchange with Representative McGovern at the end of the podcast, the end of the second half of, of our second episode, where you thanked him and and you choked up a little bit, and and he responded just by saying how important it was, and that. You know his basically his mentor Joe moakley, who helped seem like what I'm reading between the lines helped groom him for what he's his life's work you know when he was dying his and he was asked what was so important to him and Joe moakley's a big figure in Boston you know I think the the federal courthouse in South Boston's named for him, and you know he did a lot of work with tip O'Neill and and he was a big finger figure in Congress and and what McGovern wanted to get across is is what was the most important thing in, in Joe Moakley's life was what he did to help end this war, really. Um and hearing McGovern talk about what he encountered what he went when he went down there and, and how how violent repression affected the lives of normal people and how they tried to end that and make things better is very simple, straightforward admirable and it was just put in a way that i wish i wish i could express half as eloquently sometimes
0: you know another interesting point for me was the way that especially stefan and um, well both stefan and jim mcgovern they talked about the role that the u.s played in that war but they they had it they had space in their head where it wasn't being anti-American. And they're saying, it's a little difficult for me to explain, but they were talking about the situation very open and honestly and saying, look, the U.S. was on the wrong side of the war and we funded this, this government that was doing very bad things. But they weren't saying it in a way that, that the U S as a whole is bad. They weren't saying, you know, like I, I I don't know what they would say to, they were very balanced about the, the way that they talked about the U S role, which I I found interesting Mm
1: -hmm. to hear them talk. It was, you know, I admire people that I'm not, uh, (laughs) I'm not politically a big fan of wrapping yourself in the flag and closing your eyes and, and, Dismissing all anybody who's got a critical view or analysis of things and and I think listening to you um, picking up on how important it is to to have examples like that of of people who are doing important work and it's patriotic um these these are you know jim McGovern's a congressman who spends you know I follow his facebook feed now and and He's at old folks' homes in Worcester, and and big picnics, and and you know his his life is serving the his constituents. I mean, every day, and and um, that's very patriotic, and uh, and yet he can have a very critical view of of what happened, and and maybe that can help make us. I think it has made us better as a country. Ending ending that war in El Salvador was. Granted the work is incomplete, and I think he he is the first to say that, but uh, it's very important work,
0: yeah, and you know maybe it has to do with the you know nine eleven and the war in Iraq and Afghanistan, because I feel like during that era we were told that to question the administration is to be unpatriotic, you know that like we, we created freedom fries because the French didn't agree with what we were doing. You know, like that kind of, uh, th- that it was somehow un-American to question the war that by questioning our involvement in Iraq, we weren't supporting the troop, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, the soldiers that were fighting there. And so I think what I saw in both McGovern and Stefan are individuals who feel that th- being American means going to these countries and providing aid and support and trying to help them reconcile with their past. And at the same time, being critical of the role that the US played in that situation. And mm-hmm. and I just found that interesting, I think, because I can relate to that very strongly that I am I've grown up as an American and I am you know very American in many ways but at the same time I have to be honest with myself about the role that the US played in in the war that tore apart my country and my family and mm-hmm. I think that that's something that we're trying to to uh talk about in the film as well
1: I think al- along those lines, one, one of the things that Jim McGovern said that really stuck out to me, and I wouldn't say it was quite an aside, but it was, uh, uh, I was surprised when he said it, was we were talking about the continuing struggle for justice in El Salvador, and, uh, and we were talking about the case of Colonel Innocente Montano, who is a, a military figure that was involved in the murder of the Jesuits at a university campus in 1989. It's important because it would, in order to hold a trial, they need somebody who was involved in this crime to be present and so it would, if he was tried in Spain, it would allow for the first trial on a murder that happened more than 20 years ago that was, that shocked the world. To hear him talk about, just offhandedly, he said, you know, this guy was, I think he was in Saugus or something, and and he wonders how many other figures from that from the war that worked with US intelligence got essentially the way I heard what he said is you know got made deals got promises and are living in the US now it was striking to me because something I've thought a lot about with your story is that the US clearly had a role in your disappearance and maybe it you disappearing saved your life maybe it it did a lot you know it was a lot of things at once I mean for your grandmother it was looking for you for 14 years but clearly you were in the arms of by the pictures you were in the arms of war criminals in Honduras that went to jail later on for making people disappear so you you know US involvement may not have been the worst thing <laughs> for you at the time you know
0: Well, you you bring up a good point about, I think, the the difficulties of being one of the disappeared and then reuniting with your family in that you, you do have to mentally walk this very fine line between feeling maybe guilty or ashamed of what the, you know, the culture that you've now become a part of has it did the you know was partly responsible for what happened to your your family and that's why i think the the answer that my that my uncle mariano gave in the film was is so powerful because he says it's not the american people it's the imperialists or the people who had an imperial attitude about the u.s that that the war was against you know, that that he had this space to say, all right, there are some people within the establishment that is the U.S. that we are against, their policies and their beliefs, but the average American person, we are not. And I think that that is something that most American people have a hard time coming to, to grips with, that we can both be compassionate and responsible.
1: And I guess I I felt like that's a very internal, personal struggle, right? Right. And and I guess um, one of the things that Representative McGovern said when when he not offhandedly but aside said, you know, I wonder how many of these guys are are still here and we just don't even know about it. It speaks to U.S. policy still probably affecting the struggle for justice in El Salvador I mean these guys are have fled their country and they're not going to face justice here or there for what they've done and
0: how can you move past what happened without that without the justice yeah
1: and and uh it just I'm not saying it very well
0: um well that's what both of the both stefan and mcgovern talked about is is sort of this need for justice but it wasn't there wasn't like an undertone of retribution it wasn't saying that like we need to bring down all of these dictators and drag them into the square and make sure that they're they're you know punished that they're stoned Mm -hmm. it was saying we need to have justice and some people should go to da- jail and we need to understand what happened but it doesn't mean that we're you know trying to throw out or or arrest or bring down everyone who was involved you know that mm-hmm. might be too extreme and so again it's this interesting balance between uh you know the the need to heal and maybe a better way of talking about it is that when some people talk about the events that happen, they say, let's forget about it. Let's move past it. And I think what each of these individuals were saying is that it's really hard, if not impossible, to move past what happened without addressing these issues. And that does not necessarily mean that people are, are dragged and hauled off to jail. It simply means that there's account- accountability and that certain people are uh, you know, face the consequences. But that doesn't mean that everything is turned over. Mm-hmm.
1: And I, I also think just McGovern talking about how he want, he just wonders how many people are here. It, it speaks to the ongoing role the U.S. plays in deferring justice in Central America. It, a lot of times as an American, you wonder you know it, it okay they had a, a civil war in el salvador and it's 20 years later and after our civil war our country still faced a lot of violence and turmoil so i get it to that extent but you know with el salvador in the news a lot now for the Im- immigration crisis that that's burned by a lot of violence at home you just people don't have a grasp of it and they wonder why and they and they're searching for answers and and uh you know i think that it can be said that part of the way in which US foreign policy is responsible for this is continuing to cover up the truth about what happened because how are you going to start to have justice if if we're not working from a basis of fact of, about the past and if if uh, when we were there I think the, the figure that, uh, that stuck in my head was over 90% of murders go un, unsolved and probably largely uninvestigated and that has roots I think in in the civil war and in the amnesty agreement and in the United States also not confronting how, how it was complicit in in a lot of what happened there. I've said it, (laughs) move on. No, I I think
0: that, I I think that's a great point because you're right. I, I feel like there are a lot of people who are angry. You know, you look at the protests at the border, there are people who are angry and feel hurt, but I think that the the reasons that they're being given as to why they should be angry and hurt are not the the factual ones, as you're pointing out. You know,
1: I think also I've been thinking a lot personally about you know we look in this country at the civil rights movement and a lot of the social injustice that happened to African Americans and over a long period of time um, and. You know, I have burning images in my head of, of, you know, of violence against civil rights workers and blacks from the, from what I studied in school, and and it's it's just fascinating to me that we have I feel like we have a huge blind spot for things that happened, you know, a thousand miles further south to people who speak Spanish, and and maybe you know culture at least. You know, our, our, the, yeah, I'll, I'll just leave it there. We have a huge blind spot and as bad and much worse things happened in many instances. I don't know. It's not even right to compare them, but <laughs> yeah, I, I think that they, they should be looked at along the same lines.
0: Hmm. You know, I kind of feel like that's a good place to, to maybe wrap it up. I don't know if you had any other points, but I think these were some amazing interviews. And uh, uh, we I know that we put out a lot of shows and not everyone has time, but please go listen to them because they are worth the, worth your time.
1: And we're very thankful for our interviewees. And one person we didn't get to talk about today was Catherine Ferguson, and who lives in Tucson and has done some important work to help people, uh, a lot of these uh, undocumented immigrants along the border.
0: That's right. So go check out all those episodes and we'll see you next time.